Hi, this is a personal synthesis podcast. With me is the creator of personal synthesis, Dr. Nash Popovic. And today is a very exciting day because we finished uh, our first category, the self category, last week. And today we are starting our second category, the being category. Do you want to say something about that, Nash? Hello, Bobby. Yes, this is very exciting for the reasons you mentioned. I would just expand a little bit on that and want to say that self-category, as our listeners know, more about ourselves. So in that category, we discuss things like our feelings and emotional reactions, our self-awareness, our thinking, inner conflicts, and so on. So it was mostly about us. Now, in this category, the being category involves the way we are in the world and the ways we experience the world. So it's more about that interaction and the way we relate to our reality, our situation. And we will cover in this category topics such as uh, courage, uh, anxiety, pleasure, uh, relating to the past and the future, also even relating to death. We will start today by talking about fear and courage. Uh, So you mentioned today uh, we are talking about courage and fear. And I want to ask you, does fear uh, have any purpose? Oh, yes. Fear is actually very, very useful. It may be unpleasant, but in fact, arguably, it's more useful emotional reaction than, let's say, some more pleasant reactions, such as joy. The reason for that is that it would be quite difficult, actually, particularly in our evolutionary history, to survive without fear. Fear is something that gives you that extra energy when you find yourself in a challenging, difficult, or particularly in dangerous situation. It gives you that extra energy to uh, deal with that, either by fighting or running away, or in some occasion, up, up freezing, pretending that you're dead. So even nowadays, when we don't find ourselves in that situations, Fear may be useful, but very often it's misplaced and not very helpful. In fact, very often those natural, normal fear reactions lead to undesirable outcomes. So, for example, let's say you are afraid of spiders and spiders are not actually dangerous, but you may have a strong reaction, jump out of the bath and fall down and hurt yourself. So in this case, fear actually had an opposite effect than what what it should have. Now, Bobby, I remember that you mentioned in one of our previous episodes that you had fear of snakes. We discussed that fear at that time and looked at the causes, looked at what actually was behind that fear. But now we can use that as an example to demonstrate how we can deal with fear like that. Would you like to do something like that? Yes, of course. I'm hoping that by the end of the session, your fear of snake will be reduced, if not disappear completely. So let's start first talking about how to deal with fear reactions. There are many physiological reactions associated with fear. Feeling of fear may trigger reactions such as freezing, trembling, jelly legs, wanting to scream or screaming, uh, wanting to hide, run away, or feeling like fainting. These reactions are not pleasant, and they be 
embarrassing if they happen in social situations. And this is really important to talk a little bit about because very often we fear our fear or our uh, fear reactions more than actually whatever triggered those reactions. So first thing that I would like to tell you and, and to tell our listeners that they should not fear their fears. It won't kill you. And it's very unlikely that you will do something very embarrassing in social situations. You can think about your own experience in this respect. You probably experienced fear in many situations, and yet you most likely haven't acted upon that fear most of the time. So my point here is that there is no really good reason to fear your reactions. Okay, You can just observe them, notice them, recognize them, and relax. They will be gone at certain point. These are like a ghost appearing in front of your eyes. If you don't pay attention to them, they kind of disappear. So once you have some control over your reactions, you may dig a bit deeper and look for the cause. What is behind your fear? Now, we discussed that in the previous episodes. In your case, that was watching a particular movie on your own when other people exhibiting reactions of fear. Adults were in the same, watching the same movie, were exhibiting uh, reactions of fear. So the combination of these factors being on your own, having deliberately a, a created situation on the screen that supposed to trigger fear reactions, sitting on your own in the dark and having adults around you who you don't know exhibiting those um, signs of fear. So all these factors contributed to associate snakes with the feeling of fear. Now, our listeners, if they want to figure out what, what is behind their fears, they can go on our website and look at the intervention that is called What I'm Really Afraid Of. That intervention can help them get to the bottom of what is behind their fears. Thank you. This was very helpful. I want to ask you, Nash, now about courage. Most of the people, when they say courage, they think of fearlessness. And that's not right. No, no, absolutely not. Courage doesn't mean being fearless at all. It's actually master of fear. Courage is about acting despite your fear. So, for example, let's say you have fear of flying and you take the airplane to go to Australia to visit your friend. That's what courage is. For many people, flights don't matter. They don't feel any fear in this respect, so they don't even need courage. They don't need courage to take the flight because they don't feel fear in the first place. However, in your case, if you have flying phobia, you feel fear and still are able to take that flight, you need courage for that precisely. Not because you're fearless, but because you have that fear. So courage is subjective. A different people need courage in different situations. Now, when you tell different situations, I'm thinking about situations when I needed the courage to do something to or to protect someone. I think the for me personally, the biggest reason for courage is to protect someone who I love. Okay, that's really an interesting point. Can you please give us an example? Yes, of course. When I was younger, I'm going to give you that example. And yeah. uh, I had my best friend who was smaller than me. The, some older boys started picking yeah. on him. I was I was afraid of that boys, but I 
couldn't let my friend to be bullied, so I stepped out to protect him. And that was one small act of courage. Excellent, excellent. That's a very good example. Now, can you tell me what helped you to be courageous in that situation? First of all, I felt the fear. But then, when first boy pushed my friend, something just changed in me and I felt so much anger in that moment. And I stepped in front of him. Excellent. This is a very good example of one of the things that can help us to uh, act courageously. Uh, if you remember when we covered the emotions, we suggested that we can't have two intense emotions at the same time. So other strong emotions, such as love or joy or anger, can help you suppress the, the, the fear that you originally experienced and act despite the fear. So if you need to act courageously, try to bring another strong emotion in that situation. The other things that can help you is also being determined. In your case, you were really determined to do something to help your friend. So in the case of flying to Australia, for example, you just need to be determined to get there, either because you want to visit your relatives or friends or have a nice holiday or whatever the reason is, but have that determination. Care for somebody or something or sense of duty, for example, also can help. In your case, you cared for your friend. So that also was contributing factor that help you get the courage. Familiarity or knowledge about what you're afraid of can also be helpful in some situations. Let me just ask you, uh, what do you think? What is the safest mode of transport on the planet? It's airplane. Okay. It's actually not the airplane. It's the subway. Oh. It just doesn't have any exits of very, very, very rarely. Very close to that are the airplanes. If we exclude small airplanes that are prone to accidents more than big airliners. And yet, a lot of people are not aware of that and they're more afraid of flying than, let's say, being in a car or even walking down the street, which is, statistically speaking, more dangerous than being in the airplane. So knowing those facts may help. Of course, not letting your fantasy run wild also can be helpful, because what we can imagine is usually far, far worse than the real situation. You know that when you were kids, sometimes adults would try to scare you by some sort of scary stories, and if you engage with that and you start imagining what they're talking about, you get very scared. But if you just listen without uh, using your imagination, you may not experience much fear at all. Uh, yeah. Being positive and optimistic, sense of humor is also important. Soldiers very often make jokes in very, very serious and dangerous situations because they've helped them deal with fear. And yeah. of course, relaxing, as being relaxed and be, uh, being afraid don't go together very well. And last but not least, sharing the experience with somebody or being supported by others is very important. I remember a couple times, actually, when I was in the airplane, a passengers next to me were quite nervous and asked me if they can hold my hand, which I uh, allowed them. And that was it. 
I didn't need to do anything else. I didn't tell them that my background is in psychotherapy, psychology. I didn't try to talk to them at all. For them, it's really important. It was really important at that point. They feel connected to another human being. And that's all they needed. After a while, they were perfectly fine. So that's also important. These are generally the things that can help you in these situations, that can help you be courageous in situations when fear is a challenge. Of course, none of this would be of much use without practice. So to develop courage further, we suggest some exercises. So the most popular, the most common, the most well-known exercise is something called exposure. Have you heard of exposure, Bobby? I read it about it, but uh, before that, I never heard of Well, that means actually deliberately exposing yourself to situations that cause fear. We have natural instincts to run away from anything that triggers fear. Now, this is an intervention that asks you to do exactly the opposite. In fact, it was first time recorded, I think it was 19th century, early 19th century, in the diary of the famous German writer, Goethe. Goethe had the fear of heights. So at a certain point, he got really upset about that, annoyed with that, and decided to climb the highest building in his town, which was some kind of tower, and just be there until the fear is gone. And he spent uh, some time at the top of the tower, uh, partly lying down on the floor because he was very afraid. But then after a while, the fear starts subsiding and he described that at a certain point, he started looking out, out and start enjoying actually the view. And that enjoyment replaced the fear and that was it for him. That's his exposure. Famously, a century or so later, the CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, incorporated exposure as one of the major techniques for overcoming fear and developing courage. So let me try to guide you through exposure in relation to your fear of snakes. Are you willing to do that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So what I would like you to do, Bobby, now, just close your eyes and I'll guide you through a few steps. Okay. Okay. Now, can you please think, bring in mind an image of a snake? Yeah, I I did it. (laughs) And how do you feel? Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Okay. Now, I want you to open your eyes and describe to me how you you would like to feel in that situation. What would you like to feel? I want you now to describe me and to bring about the feeling you would like to have. Just to be without fear. I don't have to be, I don't know, fearless. Just to don't have a fear and to feel a little more comfortable. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Most of people want exactly that. I don't want to feel fear and I don't want to feel anything else. However, this is um, not very helpful because think about it this way. When the fear is gone, you're left with a hole there, Right. So that fear occupied some kind of internal mental space. Once you dislodge the fear and the fear is gone, you're left with, if you like, metaphorically speaking, an empty hole. Now, what it means 
the next time the fear is going to come back to fill in that hole. In order to prevent the fear coming back, you need to fill in that hole with something else to bring some other feeling that you want to replace fear. So just saying, I don't want to feel anything else, is not sufficient, I'm afraid. We need to actually think about something else. And I'll give you some suggestions. So you may want to feel confident, curious, determined, whatever is good for you. So I can feel hate towards snakes. Hate? Oh yeah, towards snakes. Okay. I never done that before. I've done this exercise with clients before, but not but nobody ever came with hate, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. Hate towards snakes. <laughs> For the I sake don't of... like them at all. I don't like them at all. <laughs> For the sake of argument, let's try with hate. And I want you to kind of bring that feeling and reaction of hate into your mind now. And just to remember that, right? Just to remember how it feels to hate something. Can you feel it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good. Now, close your eyes again. Okay. Relax. So starting from your toes, from your feet, relax your feet, relax your legs. Okay. Relax your pelvic area. Okay. Relax your tummy. Relax your chest. Okay. Your hands and arms. Drop your shoulders. Relax your jaw okay. and your head. Now, I want you to bring the image of snake again. Yes. How are you feeling now? Relaxed. Relaxed. Okay. So don't don't fight it so, so you feel differently, right? Right. Acknowledge your reaction. Stay relaxed. Now, Describe me the image. Describe the snake. How far is that from you? About 20 meters. 20 meters away. Okay, yeah. great. Now, what I want you to do, you feel relaxed and you feel calm right now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I want to, in your mind, imagine that that snake is coming closer. So, it's now it's about 10 meters away. Okay. Is that okay? I think so. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you starting feeling uncomfortable or tense? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Okay. I want you now to relax again. Forget about the image. Focus on yourself. Relax again. And bring that feeling of hate. Okay. Now, look at that snake 10 meters away. Okay. Again, how do you feel? I don't like snake. I hate her. <laughs> okay. But do you feel fear? Uh, no, no, no. Not no, much fear. No, you feel no. hate. Okay. Okay. I understand that. Right. So now your reaction is kind of changing a little bit. Now, I want you to imagine that the snake is even closer, five meters away. Okay. What is your reaction? I'm a little uncomfortable. Little uncomfortable. Okay. So again, you can, if you like, for a moment, open your eyes. Okay. Look at yourself. Go okay. through your body again. Relax completely. Now, just recall the way you want to feel in that situation. So that in your case, you want to feel that hate or anger towards snakes, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And then bring to mind again that image of snake being five meters away. Okay. Are you still relaxed and feeling that hate and anger? But Yeah, I'm a little bit tense, but I feel that. Okay. So sure. I want you to relax. Just relax. Okay. It's just an image in your head. There, is, there are no snakes in the house. It's just okay. an image in your head. You know that you don't need to get tense for just that image. You just need to persuade your body and your brain. That's what we are trying to do. Now, I want to add something now. So look at the snake five meters away. You can see, see the snake quite well, right? 
Yeah. Now I want to try, so you hate snakes, okay, I get that. But I want to try to find something positive in that experience. So it doesn't need to be, you can look at the snake and see if, if there is anything actually interesting about the snake. Do you find uh, anything interesting? A color. Color. I, it's it's interesting yeah. color. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. Then how do you feel about yourself? The other positive thing can be the sense of achievement that you find in this situation that now you can actually be fairly relaxed, even if you imagine the snake five meters away. Yeah. You feel yeah. good about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there anything else interesting that you haven't noticed before? Or maybe funny? <laughs> funny. No, but interesting is that uh, first thing that comes to my mind is uh, that maybe that snake is, is afraid of me more than I'm afraid of that snake. Absolutely. It certainly is. In reality, it certainly would be the case because you are actually much bigger. And now... I want you to imagine that snake in a um, swimming suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> How is that? The funny. Funny. It's okay. Funny. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's very funny. <laughs> yes. And do you feel relaxed now? Yeah, I'm pretty relaxed. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to imagine now that the snake is even closer, about a meter away or two meters away. Okay. And how do you feel now? Little bit uncomfortable, but nothing special. Nothing major. Okay. Okay. How would you like to feel? Do you still want to feel hate? Or? I don't know. I I don't like snakes, but that's I why don't, I don't feel hatred right now. I'm just feeling less tense. Less, less tense. I, I yeah. also want you to bring that feeling that you are bigger, that you're powerful, that you're more powerful than, than the snake. You're much bigger. Yeah. And what you said, that snake should be more afraid of you than you of the snake. I want yeah. you to have that powerful feeling. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. Okay. okay. Can you can you experience that power? Uh, yes, right now. Okay. Okay. Now, the last thing that I want you to do is to imagine that you touch the snake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Well, let's try to see what will happen. Snake is at the same distance, right? Yeah. About a meter, two meters away from you. She's yeah. very, very quiet, very slow, not moving much. Yeah. yeah. Still in the swimming suit. <laughs> and then you, you, in your mind, approach and just touch it. Okay, but just for a second. <laughs> just for a second. Okay. This is harmless snake. It can't bite you. It can't. It doesn't have poison. It's harmless snake. How did it feel? Uh, I don't know. I, a little bit uncomfortable. Little bit uncomfortable? I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So now I want you to relax again. Okay. Relax again and bring those good feelings, of feeling powerful, feeling in control, feeling in charge, feeling curious, feeling that humor, or, or feeling even hate, if you if you still want to feel hate. Yeah, okay. Okay? Tell me when okay. you're there, when you have those feelings. I'm okay. I'm there. I feel you're there. Okay. I don't feel fear. I'm... Excellent. Now, the last thing I want to ask you, I want to, in your mind, let that snake go. Imagine that he's walking away, not walking, 
<laughs> snakes yeah. can walk. Crawling. Yeah. <laughs> that is moving, moving away and becoming smaller and smaller and smaller until it disappears. Okay. No, that feels very good. Yeah. Okay. Now you can open your eyes and come back okay. and if share anything that you want to share. First it was tense, then I felt more and more relaxed and I felt less and less fear. Right. Okay, so it kind of worked for you, right? Very useful exercise. Okay, okay. Now, before we go, before we finish for today, I just want to do one more thing in order to make that courage that you develop now last. Okay. So while you're still having that kind of feelings of confidence and feelings of courage, I want you to imagine okay. the next possible situation, either in the movies or, or in real life, although it's very unlikely in real life. Imagine the next situation in which you may encounter a snake and kind of still face that situation with the feelings that you have now of courage and confidence. Okay. Just for a second. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're still fairly relaxed? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. So now let's hope next time when you see a snake somewhere, you will now hopefully associate the feelings of confidence and courage with snakes and uh, that association will hold and that's how you you'll feel next time, and then you won't wouldn't need to think or worry about that again. Thank you. This was very useful. I'm gonna to go to the zoo just to try this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, Nesh. This was very useful. We are continuing next week, and uh, I want to say to our listeners if they have any question about our sessions or something they read on personalsynthesis.com. They can write us and we, we will be very happy to answer their question. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. Any questions, any comments uh, or the rating, all of these things would be very useful for us. Thank you very yes. much. Have a nice day.